Hello, this is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. Uh, this is episode 122. It's part of the Ascendance series. So it's Ascendance, uh, the arrival. Uh, my guest here, Ron D'Amico, uh, has gone through a fantastic and a, quite an amazing journey. Uh, and we're going to go. Uh, we're going to go through talk about the process that he's gone through, uh, where he was before he met me, uh, through the process, which is really important for many of you because you'll get a lot of say golden nuggets on say what to expect. Uh, and then where he is at now. Uh, and normally, you know, we start from the beginning, you know, and go forward. But, you know, Ron, I want to do it a little different. Uh, let's start from where you are now, okay? okay. Uh, and then that way you get a better understanding on, as you go through the process, you know, the audience listening or even watching mm -hmm. on video, uh, they get to understand it's like why things happened the way that they did. So that's okay. why I want to do it that way. Okay. So let's go ahead and just start, jump in. Um, and then we'll talk about what you do and all that. Sure. So, so right now, well, maybe we should just talk about what you do now so they get an understanding. Uh, so what do you do? Just a brief statement and then like how it's changed for you. Uh, I have what, what I call an energetic healing practice. Uh, I've been doing this for better than 15 years at this point. Um, my process is, is similar to what Moss does in that my focus is to get to what the root imbalance is in people. Um, and, and I'm just going to state it from this standpoint. Since I've been working with Moss, um, what I've noticed is the quality of what I'm able to do is cleaner and clearer. I'm able to get to the root issue faster. Um, I'm able to get in what I normally would do in an hour. I, I can get done in 15, 20 minutes with people. And they're noticing the transformations for themselves even more so. The, the levels of detox that people are going through is significant. Mm -hmm. um, the changes that they're going through as the detox is occurring is pretty significant as well. I mean, they're noticing it week by week at this point. Right. Um, so let's talk about detox for a second. I know there's a lot of new people. Yeah. So detox is a, you're from your point A, uh, and then you want to get to point B. The process that you use at a spirit level, emotional level, physical level, you know, all the things that make you human, uh, changing from where you are from, again, point B, point A to go to point B. Uh, sometimes it's a kind of a rough road for some of those people who have had a rough life. For some of the people who, say, experienced life before, maybe more uh, clearer, it's an easy road. So it's all dependent on, on, on you. Oh, oh, and also the detox, uh, as he was talking about his point. Uh, so he said the detox is more intense for people. So what that means is, say, in his practice, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. in his practice, it might have taken him, and I'm just throwing out numbers, say, say like a couple months to transform somebody's life. So the detox, obviously, it's, it's a little more watered down. And now right. those weeks or those months are like compressed into maybe a week. Yes, and even less for some people. Exactly. So the detox is a little more intense, simple as that. Right. You still go through the same, say, space of detox, but in a compressed time frame. Exactly. Exactly. So continue on. Um, so within it, it's it, uh, I've been able to get to the root issue much quicker, mm -hmm. and I've also noticed, too, I, I do my group healings as well, mm -hmm. and I've noticed that we're accelerating the movement 
for people. Yes. I'm able to pull them, literally pull them into the place that they want to go mm -hmm. and help them navigate through where their blockages are while releasing the blockages at the okay. same time. One thing about that, obviously your abilities have changed. Can, yes. you, can you explain like before, after? Okay, before when I was working with individuals, uh, I, I would find that they would get it at one level and then we'd have to go to another level the next time and then another level the next time I would connect with them. And or sometimes to what there would be, there would be a backslide. And so in other words, they'd move forward, but because the, the change wasn't deep enough at that particular time, sure. it was easy for the life to pull them back a little bit. Right. They never went back to where they were, no. but they would slide back. Now what I'm noticing is there there's very little, if, if they're in a place within themselves that they're really ready and right. willing to go through what they need to, they're there. Okay. And it just, they stay there and then they start catapulting themselves forward in between when I see them too. Right. So let me explain how that works. Um, so before his process was about say talking through uh, the situation that they might have had. And then, you know, we all have compartments that, uh, you know, we understand your brain puts everything into little cubby holes. Okay? So what he was doing is like, okay, I understand where you are, and then let's show you another cubby hole that you can jump into that's a little clearer, and then from there show you another cubby hole uh, that's clearer yet. Uh, does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Okay? So it's more, it's uh, not, not logical, logistically, uh, you know, at a brain level, uh, one step to the next step to this. So it's a level of understanding, yes. again, which takes a lot, lot of, uh, lot of time, um, a lot of willpower, a lot of determination. Uh, what he's explaining now, however, is that he's changing the underlying programming or that cubby hole that they understand, say, their logic from. So he's changing the actual, say, back end or again the foundation. And then they just have a different understanding. They just see things differently. Yeah, and it's not just seeing things differently. Yes. It's they literally, they transcend the need to make logical sense of things. They just feel themselves come into that next space. Right. And that's what a lot of people were, it's even now, it's they'll, they'll go into, I, I want to understand this or make sense of it. And it's like, okay, what I want you to do is just breathe in and feel it. And mm -hmm. once they feel it, they lock into it faster. Yes. Because yes. because the programming, as you were talking about, the programming is clear. So right. it's easier for them to align with that space. Whereas right. when the programming is still in there, they have to push through the programming still sometimes to get there. Right. So there in EI, mm -hmm. Exponential Intelligence, it the normal way of like learning is that again you try to change the cubbyhole in exponential intelligence what happens is like you 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 totally re it allows you to say re-understand one how learning happens and then two you understand it from a much deeper level so basically what happens in in, in normal learning it's like you change the cubbyhole like i talked about in ei learning or what he's what Ron is getting into now is you're changing the level of intelligence or the level of awareness so that logic actually is more of a clear logic rather than the physical logic here that doesn't make any sense so you change the higher intelligence and then their level of understanding comes up 
Yes. It, 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 the way I explain it to them is their level of awareness expands. Yes. So it's not about logic at a framework of the mind. No. It's the spirit logic that they get, and they're just, oh, oh I got it. Key point. They can feel with every fiber of their being they get it. Exactly. Um, and I just want to stress, guys, it's not the logic of your mm -hmm. physical mind. The logic of your physical mind, if you had the proper lo not, uh, logic, is you wouldn't have the situation or issues that you have. Right. Right. So it's not about conscious level logic. So so that's the dynamic that's been significantly changing. Mm -hmm. It's it's you pull the patterning out of the system, mm -hmm. and even if they want to try to find it again, they really can't. No. And as a result of it, the transformations are deeper. And the life changes are more significant because then right. they start noticing a cascade of unfolding every day afterwards. Yes. And they start to get it. And it's not a, an intellectual getting. It's like their body just clicks into the new space more completely. Right. And they just, they're like, oh, I have it. Yes. So, again, that's why I call it a total uh, a reprogramming where there's no willpower because uh, you're just different. You know, you don't have to say force yourself to start relearning because the relearning has already happened for you. You're right. just changing your habits, your attitudes, your environment, the outside world. Yeah, there's no need to massage you into that space. No. You make way and then space is there. Exactly. And then you just step into it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, say, what you see or how you see or how you sense things. Seems like uh, that's changed uh, quite a bit as well. More, more. Uh, well, let's just say less clairvoyant, clear audio, and all those physical things on yeah. how we attach. The way it used to be for me was I, I would rely on awful lot on what I heard, what I saw, body mm -hmm. language, and the like, mm -hmm. as a way of tapping into what was there. Right. Now, what I'm noticing is it's just there's an awareness. No matter what they're saying, mm -hmm. it's. Oh, this is what's this is what is creating where they're saying this from. You start feeling where the programming began that initiated the words or right. the behavior or the experience they had. So it's I'm seeing behind what it is they're saying, mm -hmm. whereas I wasn't able to access that at that level before. Right, and that's that's a significant shift because once I become aware of that, then I focus on that and it begins to fade away. And once that fades away, then what I find is if I become aware there needs to be something that needs to be brought together. I call it a knitting of things together. Mm -hmm. you, you call it installing programming. Right. Okay. It's You just help that come into form. And then once that occurs, you actually get to watch, well, I do, I get to watch it translate all the way through into the, into the soul, into mm -hmm. the physiology, and then into the way they present themselves, into their persona, because you get to watch it layer by layer progress as they become literally a new person before your eyes. Mm -hmm. And it's more of a knowing. It, it is. Well. It's, just, it's just I know it's there. Right. It, it, there's no question, and I've stopped questioning it at this point. Of course. It, it's just now it's, oh, that's what it is. And we just move into it. So as you can see, again, Ron coming in for that uh, uh, arrival. Uh, uh, but let's talk about where he started. <laughs> so before you met me, yeah, Ron, I... Uh, if you can go through the yeah. process. <laughs> uh, it, the whole thing for me started about almost 30 years ago um, when I literally started falling apart physiologically and no medical doctor could figure out what was going on with me. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I went to a psychiatrist. He said, you have PTSD. Perfect. What do we do? He goes, I'm going to put you on meds. I said, it's not happening. Right. And then I happened to run into an individual who called himself a healer. Mm -hmm. And I was just drawn to it like a magnet. Mm -hmm. And when I connected with him, that started opening everything up. He literally started opening up things in me that I always knew existed in me, but they were able to start coming to the surface. Now, and this has been the theme of what's occurred when I've worked with individuals. As I've worked with people, I've always had this knowing of there's something beyond anything anybody has ever shown me before. Mm -hmm. And when I was working with this individual, he said, you're, you're at what you need. I said, there's more than this. And I kept knowing there was more than this. But because there was a frustration level that occurred with him and I, mm -hmm. it just didn't make sense to continue to work together. Right. So I set out and I found other people. They were able to bring me a little bit farther, but I ended up with the same thing. Mm -hmm. They ended up sharing with me the framework that they understood about what right. spirituality is and how the whole healing process is. Right. And I said, there's something that works beyond this because everything was a physical, mental, emotional step into awakening. I'm going, right. this doesn't make sense to me, but that's all I kept seeing. Well, it makes sense to a point to get you there. And right. then it's like, well, there's more. Why can't I get to say that more? Right. And, and, and you're right. It did make sense. But for me, I was always looking to the piece that I'm seeing now. Yes. Yes. You know, it's like I always knew it was there mm -hmm. and we were never tapping into it. Right. And then that ended up hitting a wall. Mm -hmm. And then I moved on and the same thing happened. And what happened with each and every one of these people that I've worked with, and I've worked with a, well over a dozen individuals, mm -hmm. um, it's funny because every time we got close to a point where I'm, I'm going to say it hit what they could do for me, we couldn't go any further. Right. What ended up happening was in some way, shape, or form, I ended up being the bad guy in this. I ended up being the one that was the problem. I ended up being the rebel without a clue. Yes. And in some cases, literally, it's like a wound. They ripped the wound open and then just left me bleeding on the side of the road. And that happened a couple of times, and that was incredibly painful. Yet, I, there wasn't anything in me that could not continue to do what I was doing. It's like right. I knew there was something more. And I found out about you five years ago. Okay. And when I found out about it, I'm going, nah, not yet. And I knew it, and I just pushed it aside. <clears throat> and then about two years ago, mm -hmm. um, I'm going, hmm. And I waited. And then six months after that, I'm going, now. And that's when I found out about the Healing Mastery. Okay. And when I found out about the Healing Mastery, the one I found out about, I couldn't get into. Okay. And it worked out perfectly because then I jumped into the 21 days. I started doing the, the group healings mm -hmm. and frequency spas and things of that nature. And as I did that, I progressively started noticing the changes mm -hmm. that I always knew they were supposed to feel like. That's when I started to literally feel like I was home. And I don't, I don't say that very often. Mm -hmm. And it was just, it was this thing of, oh my God, this is what I've been looking for. Right. So before you go on any further, just a couple notes. Yeah. One, saying you found home, that doesn't mean he found me. No. It was not, I'm not his guru or anything. No. But he <clears throat> found himself. That's one key, guys. A yes. lot of people who are lost in life. It's like, oh, it's Mars. I'm gonna it's mm -hmm. like, no guys. That home that he's look he's saying 
is like he found his sense of self, his spirit, yes. and closer connection. Yes. Okay. I just helped him go. It's that way, yep. or this way, or whichever way. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the second point, a cautionary tale, uh, and this is what happens quite a bit to me mm-hmm. is like I end up being the bad guy. This is highly, highly important for those individuals who have had, say, a successful career, no matter if it's in healing. Uh, you know, industry, business, uh, medical, like Western medicine, all those things. If you are, say, famous or have been successful somehow, you hold on to that identity because that's all you know. And and I'm just saying it like it is. And then that identity, though, is time-bound. So what he was, what was happening to him and what happens to me with individual, those type of individuals, uh, and by the way, Jesus was talking about say, don't uh, hold on to your confidence through money, mm-hmm. uh, uh, wisdom. It's only one source you can have confidence in that is your higher self mm-hmm. or God um, or pure source. Uh, so what he was going through is that he gets to a point and then what happens is that his teachers start to realize that he's, he's going to be surpassing them. And because they're insecure about that knowledge that they have, you know, it's time-bound knowledge. It's like, well, uh, I better do something. Otherwise, I'm going to feel insecure if he finds out that there's more, then I'm going to feel like shit. So mm-hmm. so, so, what do they do? They backstab you. Oh, you're no good. Oh, you know, you'll never be helped, whatever it is. Or Moss is a fake and, you know, um, he's dark and all that. So, but those are the things the one key component can do mm-hmm. is for you. It's like, gosh, no matter how beaten that you've gotten, yeah. it's like that spark. It's like, I can still see the light out there. Yeah. It's still there. It's like, yes. why is it still there? Yep. You know, and, and so continue on. Yeah, it is literally, that's the thing that kept me going. No matter what happened, no matter what anybody said to me, mm-hmm. there was nothing that was going to stop me from doing this. It was right. either continue or just physically die. Yes. I mean, that's an extreme statement, but that's really how I yeah. felt about it. You know, it's like I look at this and I, and I really, it's like Ma said, and I really want people to understand this. I never was seeking out a guru. I stopped looking for a guru probably two years into my process. I realized it wasn't about a guru. You did go through that process. Though. I did go through <laughs> it, though. I did. Because I, I, I was looking for somebody to give me the answers. Right. And partway into it, something clicked in me and I knew it wasn't about the person. It was about what was opening up in me. I didn't know how to say, how to Mm -hmm. word that until probably two years ago, but that's what that was. And that's what always kept me driving forward. When I connected with Moss, I knew he was accessing a space that I knew existed, but nobody was able to show me. And when I connected with him and really let myself feel what it was, I knew that he was in the space that I wanted to get to. And everybody has access to that space, guys. So gurus and what he was talking about, basically it's like, well, they don't even know the space exists, okay? So they need feedback on it or ego to, to, to say sustain. And it's like, yeah, I'll show you that space, but you have to go through me. Right. Uh, again, and so watch out for that. What he's talking about is like, yeah, Moss is in that space, uh, and it's like, hey, join in. Right. How do you get there? Yes. And how do I, what do I need to release in me to awaken that place within me that you found within you? Yes, exactly. 
that's the feeling and that's that's all I can focus on for me and that's all I focus on with people because I do have people doing the same mm-hmm. thing with you it's like they want to lean on me it's like guys it isn't me no it, it, and you don't ever want to think that it's me no because we just happen to be people you know that have chosen to get to that space and that way right. of being and why there's a connection is because they're striving for it too and it's just they got a distorted way of seeing it that needs to be cleared up so they realize they just have a yearning to awaken it within them. Yes. And did you notice, Ron, that there's no ego at this space? You know, you don't yeah. want anybody to no. follow you. You don't want anybody. I mean, to follow you, uh, to sh- to follow you to get to the point, say, where that open space is. But you don't want anybody to go, okay. Uh, you know, you have to go through me to do this. There's no need because there's no ego at the level that, say, Ron is at. There just is no ego, and there's no desire to have ego. It's like, because ego, it becomes a burden at this level. Uh, there's different levels of ego, by the way. So the level, the distorted ego that I'm talking about, again, the heaviness that goes along with that, the burden, the tax, the price that you pay for those people, they need to consume more and more and more, say, spirits, more and more money, more right. and more control uh, to, say, survive and sustain themselves. Over here, it's, it's free-flowing, isn't it? And if you have somebody that binds onto you, it's like a stifling feeling. It's like, exactly. no, you can't hold on to me. It's, this is too good for me here. Well, you, you get to that place where it, it, it's like somebody wants to give themselves over to you and you're so free. You don't, you couldn't it's be like burdened a, with a slave. You couldn't be burdened with, exactly. with, with somebody dragging along behind you. Yes. Because then the whole collective starts to bat, you know, drag down. Yes. And, and it's like, all, you, all I want for you is to find your innate freedom. When you find that, then all you're going to want to do is help other people find that. Right. So, yeah, so the innate freedom. So, again, people at, say, the lower frequencies, they need somebody to cling on to. Yeah. They need a leader. They need whatever, which is totally fine. You know, but again, it's that attachment. You, once you get to a certain level, you know that there's nothing that you need from outside yourself. Uh, and then what he was saying is, like, say they open up to a certain level. What happens is that, well, now you have two people that are at that level, which actually opens up higher levels, say, of ascendance for individuals. So in the book, uh, Power Versus Force, uh, they talk about if an individual rises up to a level 500, uh, they can awaken 750,000 individuals. And from that, all we need is 100,000 individuals to awaken to a level 500. Could you imagine the impact uh, that that has on, say, the availability, the abundance of what we call Earth or human potential. So, Ron, so tell us a little bit more of, say, the personal side of you or some of the hardships that you went through, some of the experiences that you went through, you know, uh, like before uh, and then during the process as well. Um, I'll give you a brief up to uh, before I connected with Moss or you. Yeah. Um, When I was working with the, the first person I worked with, we were coming to an end mm-hmm. and he basically cut me off and just shut me out and energetically and just threw me out. I felt like I got thrown out into the middle of a snowstorm. Mm. And when I was there, I would, that what happened was leading up to that, I had been married mm-hmm. and I started becoming a healthier individual. 
As I started becoming a healthier male, taking responsibility for all the masculine dysfunctions that we have a tendency to play in, yeah. my wife didn't want me. It was the inter most interesting thing. Interesting? It was absolutely mind-blowing. <laughs> it's like, I'm becoming a healthier person and you don't want me in your life. I couldn't grasp what that meant. And so I got divorced. I left that individual that I've been working with for seven years. Mm -hmm. And I literally was out in the middle of everything with nothing. I mean, literally nothing. Um, I had no money. I, my business had to shut down. I had a personal fitness training business for 10 years. The whole thing just shut down. And I was living off my credit cards. Mm. And I went through a period of probably about three plus months where it's what I called my, my time of hell. If I had it in me, I probably would have killed myself. It was so intense what I was going through. I literally felt okay. like I was completely alone. I was completely empty. The world didn't make sense to me. The, the world couldn't make sense of me. I mm. couldn't figure out how to fit anywhere. Right. And then progressively I started coming out of that and I realized I just needed to take it one step at a time. Mm -hmm. And I progressively went into and I worked with, with things from a shamanic perspective um, and then was connected with Reiki and different energy forms and the same thing occurred. It's like I went into it and then all of a sudden I was kicked out. Mm -hmm. You know, and kicked out of everything. It's like one thing after another. I just kept getting kicked out of it. Now, whether my spirit was kicking me out at that time, I had no idea. I felt I was just getting rejected on the human plane. Mm -hmm. And then I connected with um, a partner at that point that I was with for 13 years after that. And that process started awakening me to start doing this healing work. Because when I was doing the work as a personal fitness trainer, I started noticing things about people. I just started noticing the emotional patterns that they were talking about. And things just kind of started making sense. And I'd ask them a question. I'd watch things shift and their body come into alignment. Right. But all that had to go away because I was living in a specific framework that I had outgrown. So I started working with people. But I'm like, you know, I'm like, I, I'm really leery about it. I didn't know if I was ready. And then it just made sense to start. Mm -hmm. But when I started working with people, one thing that I always did was, I ended up, at the end of the day, I'd look at it and go, okay, so what did I not clean up that was showing up in my sessions? Right. I just did it automatically. And in the evening, I'd process through. The next day, I'd see some people, and I'd see what was there within me, and then I'd go process it through. And I'd take breaks. I'd go do my job at Home Depot. I'd, I'd go back, and I'd work with clients again. And I progressively built a, a, a client base up over time to where I was able to do this full time while connecting with other practitioners. But what happened was, as I continued to get healthier and more clear, mm -hmm. the partner I was with was literally sabotaging me one step at a time. As people started appreciating what I was offering, it was just, I kept getting my legs knocked out from underneath me. Mm -hmm. And it finally got to the point where I just couldn't do it anymore. I, I couldn't handle it. So I stepped out of that everything around me just started collapsing. And I literally, it was like a complete reset. I, I, I couldn't approach sessions the same way anymore. I had to walk out of it and get myself some breathing room. And I would still do some of the session work, but it's like, how do I even live at this point? Because nothing made sense again. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started working with some other practitioners mm -hmm. who did help me. Um, they started with me a little bit before that drop off and then they helped me through that transition. But then I connected with another partner 
who was amazingly helpful and was able to get, you know, help me build, you know, my true confidence, mm-hmm. helped literally pushing me into who I'm meant to be. Right. And as I did that, the people that were around me were literally coming after me, one after another after another. I had clients because I left my former partner who had cancer. Um, we, I, I helped her along with other practitioners. We helped her get to the point where she was pretty much cancer-free. Um, but because I left her, nobody knew the backstory, and that I was I was trying to figure out how to get out of it well before that even happened. Right. But when I had the time to be quiet, you know, it's like I went into the hospital. I shut my practice down. I went into the hospital with her, and I was there every single day for three solid months. And it gave me an opportunity without the noise of her voice and everybody around me. It really gave me an opportunity to get clear that I needed to move into a different direction. I could feel things in me starting to open up that weren't opening up before. Right. And I knew there was more. And the people that I was working with for me kept saying, no, this is the framework that you need to work with. It's like, well, help me feel what you got to so I can find what that doorway is. And I want to walk into that doorway and see what's after that doorway. And they never gave me the opportunity to find the tools with their help. This concludes episode 122 of Exponential Intelligence. First half of my interview with Ron D'Amica about his amazing journey of connecting to pure source and what he went through. So it'll help you in your own practice. Stay tuned for episode 123, where I finish my interview with this talented student and share more of what you can expect on your own path to ascendance. Take care and notice what you notice. And then start noticing the details of what you notice.